You're listening to audio from the Town Center campus of CA Church, located in downtown Coquitlam. We hope this message helps you grow in your personal relationship with Jesus. All right. Well, it's good to see you guys this morning. For those of you who don't know, my name is Brad. I'm one of the pastors here. Uh, Excited to be with you. That was some great worship. Uh, I love hearing everybody fill up this this, uh, kind of black box with their voices. It's pretty wonderful. Uh, I have been, uh, we've been walking through a series uh, on the patriarch of, of our faith, Abraham, and, and walking through kind of the story of his faith and what it meant to say yes to God, even in the midst of the unknown, and to follow God into uh, the unknown. And uh, if you've been with us through the series, you know that Abraham did pretty good at times, and other times not so good. And that's good, because that means we can all identify with Abraham. That we can go, yeah, there's sometimes I really listened to the voice of God, and I trusted his story, and I made some better decisions in those moments. And then we can identify in other areas where maybe we didn't, and we made less wise um, decisions. Um, I, I'm just going to pray one more time, and then let's, let's step into uh, to the message this morning. Uh, God, we want to welcome you here. And... We want to be reminded that the, the words that Emma has just read are, are meant for us, are meant for us to understand our hope and our identity in you, what it means to be welcomed into your family. And God, it'd be my prayer that as we enter here on Sundays, as we, we enter into each other's homes during the week, um, we, we live, that we would live in community with an understanding that we are brothers and sisters in Christ, meant to walk together. And God, for those, of, those who come here this morning, uh, whether it be physically, emotionally, or spiritually, or all three feeling depleted, feeling unheard, feeling scared, stepping into the, the unknown, God, I pray your presence would be here this morning that you would be their, their sustaining uh, strength um, and that you would support them and be their rock and be their strength and be their shield. God, for all of us, I pray you would open our hearts and minds to what you would want to say to us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome, guys. Well, um, it's already been said, but if you're a guest with us this morning, thank you so much for uh, carving out time um, with us. And I'll, I'll, mention, I'll, I'll mention it again at the end of the service, but um, my message will be a little shorter because at the end of every month, we have something called the table, which means, yeah, that's right. After the service, we, you'll all be welcome to head uh, down the walkway to your left where we will enjoy some homemade soup together and some face-to-face uh, interaction. So... Um, let's take a look at our last message in this meeting, in this uh, series. And uh, it'll be also the last message in this meeting as well. In case you're worried, I have a few more coming after. Don't worry about that. Uh, I want, what do you think of when you think of a tree? What are some of the characteristics you think of when you think of a tree? Roots. Oh, that's a good one. Roots. Sturdy. Branches. Shade. Oh, that's good. Oh, shielding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Some, what's that? Roots. Yeah. Fruit. Oh, man. You know what? I, I think you've hit all my points. So let's tie it out. Let's pray and we'll head out. That's good. That's good. That is, those are all great characters. Now, some of you, as we head into uh, this season, uh, which many call the Christmas season, you might be already thinking about a Christmas tree. Some of you might think of this tree if you're from my generation which is the, uh, the Charlie Brown-style Christmas tree. Um, if, you're, if you own a home, 
You might think about trees like this and how close they are to your home. And in this time of the year when it gets windy and rainy and you hear the noises at night, you get a little freaked out. Um, a couple years ago, my wife and I, Lelania, were in Hawaii and we saw a tree like this. With, with roots, with amazing long branches, a, a thick uh, trunk, a lot of leaves. You can tell a tree like that has some, some history. When you think of a family tree, what do you think of? Can any of the kids tell me what a family tree is? With kids, I'm going to go with anyone under 15. Everyone's a kid to me now. It's getting, seems like more, there's more, more kids underneath me. That's right. Thanks, buddy. Well done. That's right. You, 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 you place yourself on it and you trace your family all around. And it shows our, our connection. It shows our connections to siblings. It shows our connections to our parents and, and grandparents. And, and, the, and the, the more we draw it, the more we feel like we're part of a larger story. We feel like we're part of something bigger. I remember a few years back, uh, I was trying to put together our family tree. I asked my mom for help, and I saw how I was traced to, to my mom's side and to my dad's side and saw it go back into Scotland and England on one side and into Poland and Germany on the, on the other. And it made me feel like I was part of this larger story. But for some people, a family tree doesn't feel like that. For some people... A family tree, maybe some of us here, a family tree feels very small, feels cut off. Some people might feel like a stump with just a few branches trying to reach out. After we get to our parents or our siblings, it kind of maybe seems cut off. And the wonderful thing that the Bible teaches us, the wonderful thing that God teaches us, and the wonderful thing that, that God shows us through Jesus is that there's, there's more than one kind of family tree. There's a whole other family that we can be welcomed into. There is a family tree that God has created that is not based on our physical or our biological family, but on our spiritual life and our spiritual um, invitation. One that is more powerful and brings more identity and joy than just a physical family does. In fact, it can add joy and it can add hope to a physical family, even to a physical family tree that has been damaged over time. The Bible loves this image of a tree. And it uses the image of a family tree actually quite often. And we've actually seen that in this series. Over this past month, we've been talking about a sort of family tree that started with a man named Abraham. Some of you will remember at the beginning of this series, in the middle of this series, in chapter 12 of Genesis, we read this. Did we? <laughs> Genesis chapter 12? Not up there. All right. You guys all memorized it anyway. No. Okay, Genesis chapter 12, <laughs> verses 2 to 3 says, God says this to Abraham. He says, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse, and all peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. He said that one man, out of one man, Abraham, there was, there was going to be a, a family tree that grows. And this family tree was going to grow and grow and grow until the whole world saw it. And the whole world was affected by it. Now, Abraham wouldn't have known what that meant. The first people to read this story would not have known what that meant. But today we have a better understanding of what that means. Today we know more and more about what it means to be blessed through Abraham's family tree. 
Because today we can see that through Jesus, God is creating a big family. God has been creating and is continuing to create a big family. And he has been doing so for 2,000 years through the life of Jesus Christ. In, in Genesis 12, verses 2 to 3, God makes his promise to Abraham. And we see that it comes through after descendant, descendant, descendant. And if you want to do some great reading tonight, you can read Matthew chapter 1 or Luke chapter 2 and read all the names. It's the part everybody skips. It's like numbers in the Old Testament, Leviticus, or, Ch- or Matthew chapter 1. It's like, okay. But that is the family tree that leads from Abraham to Jesus. Where we are now invited into a spiritual family that is rooted in God's faithfulness to us. And we reach into this family, or this, really this tree reaches out to us through Jesus Christ. In John chapter 1, the Gospel of John, in verses 12 to 13, it says, All who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. There's this invitation for all of us to be welcomed into this story. Also, God says, you belong to this family tree. You are welcome to this family tree. It means no matter where you're from, no matter what your background is, no matter the mistakes, no matter if you've had a a hard time with your own biological family, maybe there's things about your own family that you don't want to identify with, you are welcomed into the family of God. Now, when this story was getting out that Jesus had lived, died, and was resurrected, and he was calling out for all people to join into this family, a, a man by the name of Paul, who was a missionary in the first century, he would write to different churches to make sure they knew they were connected to something bigger. And so you see him using similar language to different churches. So in a, in a, in a small church in, in, in Ephesus, he writes this in Ephesians 2.19. Now you who were once outside are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. And then to Christians in Rome, he writes this in Romans 8. You received God's spirit when you were adopted as his own children, and now we call him Abba, Father. Abba means daddy. It's what little kids affectionately call their dad. This was revolutionary. When Jesus started talking about the father, talking about God as a father, and and then going beyond that, saying not just a father, he's like a dada. That was revolutionary to welcome us into a relationship like that with God. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. This is a fantastic message for all of those who feel disconnected and outside of community, who feel like they have no story. We are welcomed in and we are called children of the living God. When we say yes to Jesus, our our common story is all based on what, what connects all of us is what Jesus has already done for us to create this common family. It is such a beautiful, beautiful picture. And we have things about ourselves that are similar. You guys are part of a family that is, if you call yourself a Christ follower, that is 2,000 years old and it spreads all over the globe. Do you realize you, you can go to almost anywhere in the world and you have brothers and sisters? You have a family tree that reaches everywhere? Now in my family, where there's certain jokes that we have, that we can start a joke and someone else in the family will finish it. We have songs that we like. We have comedians we like. I can guarantee right now that if I was to say something, the two members of my family will respond to me. You're the best! 
Now, if you're a Karate Kid fan, then you might feel part of that family as well. But there's things that we share because we are in a family. We share a common story. If you are a child of the living God, you have a common story with people all over the world. Your family is everywhere. We have, Jesus has branches reaching everywhere. You could go to many places in the world and you could say, amazing. Wow, and all in the same key too. That was awesome. That's always a gamble, but you guys did it. That's great. You can see a cross on a church. You can go and take communion. When someone says, let's pray, you go like this. Around the world, most places in the world, we understand, we share a common language. We share the same story with a faith that began with Abraham and was offered to us through the branch of Jesus Christ. Now here's the last thing. God's family ought to look like him. God's family looks like him. We are welcomed into a family whose source, whose main trunk and strength and feeding vine is Jesus. We find our life and our strength and our identity in him. In the Gospel of John 15, uh, verse 5, Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. The vine is the source for the life of the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them, when we stay connected, they'll produce much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. You can't produce fruit. You can't produce life. And so when we're attached to Jesus and being taught by him, strengthened by him, have his spirit in us, like, like sap moving through a tree, it, it give us, gives us nutrients and, and, and spiritual uh, strength. We start to look like the rest of the vine, and we start to produce like the rest of the vine. And we start to produce what the roots and what the, the stem is asking for us and trying to get us to grow. It would be very strange for an apple tree to grow rocks or an orange tree to grow stinky socks. That's for the kids with us. Although only adults giggled, which is funny. Jesus says we need to stay connected to him so we produce the right kinds of fruit on this family tree. We want to look a lot like our Father. In Galatians 5:22, it says the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So let's ask ourselves. I'm connected to Jesus. He is the source of my life. He's the source of my my sustenance in life. How am I with love? Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I was going to read it like this. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. That, that wouldn't have worked. So, Our spiritual family tree is meant to bear the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And I'll tell you, the world has never been in more need of this kind of fruit. We live in a world that seems love-less, joy-less, peace-less. There's no patience with other people. There seems to be a real lack of kindness, a desire to show goodness to others, to stay faithful to each other, to a community, to God, to show gentleness to others, to have self-control. That's the opposite of what we're told today. Live however you want. Answer to no one. There's no reason to have self-control. So how do, we, how do we produce this kind of fruit? Well, we hold on to the vine. We hold on to the stem. 
We live out the love he's shown us. This is the family tree, the heritage we are now a part of. Now, when someone talks to me about my son, as they have over the years, and they say, wow, man, your son really reminds me of you. First thing I say is, in which way? Because that's important to know. But if it's a positive, then I'm very happy. And I'm very proud of that. It, is, it, it brings joy to a father. It brings joy to a mother to hear that their children are like them in good ways. That they, they look like the family. That they are representing the family. And it brings God joy when he sees us look more and more like the family that Jesus died to create. That when we're producing these, these fruits in our lives, reflecting the love of God in our lives, growing the, the fruit of the Spirit, because these are the family traits. These are the things that, that ought to make people go, oh, you look a lot like your dad. You look a lot like your father. Now, every family tree has weird uncles. Every family tree has, has weird uncles. Some families have this weird uncle. I'm just saying. Comes out, it comes out once a year, that picture. Some people have families that, and this is going to become more common over the next month. We're going to, we're going to meet with people, and we're going to be reminded of people in our family like, oh, yeah, that, that one's here too. Well, our spiritual family tree has some people that weren't great either. And we can look through scripture. We can, as I already mentioned, Moses made a handful of mistakes. And people that, that you might find in your hero Bible made mistakes. Moses and David and Samson, they made some mistakes. Others might immediately, we think, happy thoughts. We think of Ruth and Esther and Isaiah and Joshua, Gideon. They're all part of the family tree and they all made mistakes. But fortunately, our family tree was not built on them. It's not founded on them. It doesn't stand or fall on their mistakes, and it does not stand or fall on our mistakes. We are not severed from the tree when we make a mistake. Because the tree's health is not based on you and I and how well we did today. We're not rejected by God when we make mistakes. Because our connection to this family is through our connection with Jesus. It's based on his strength. It's based on his obedience. It's based on his representation of the Father. And Jesus cannot be cut down. It's been tried. The cross and the resurrection show us that Jesus is a firm foundation to build our lives on. A firm trunk, a firm, a firm vine for, wh for which we can, we can build our lives on and find identity and hope and peace. He cannot be killed. He cannot be chopped down. And when we build our lives on him, we will find life and we will find life eternally. We are about to enter the Christmas season. We are on the cusp of the Christmas season. Don't tell Walmart, but we haven't actually entered it yet. <laughs> we can go to Walmart later. But some of you already have the Christmas tree up. And I don't begrudge you. I'm a, I'm a Christmas music person November 1st. Sadly, the rest of my family is not, so there's a bit of a battle there. But some of you already have your tree up. Some of you will be putting it up soon. And as we visit the family, as we have the tree up, and we visit our earthly family tree, I want to encourage you to rejoice in the spiritual family tree that we are a part of through Jesus Christ. 
That, you want to enhance your Christmas experience? <laughs> your, your, your Christmas experience that gets all chaotic and all busy and feel like that we're always trying to stir up something new to build a nostalgia of, of earlier Christmases. Anchor it in the person and work of Jesus Christ. Look through the Christmas tree. Our roots are anchored in God's promise. Our identity is found in Christ. And the more we connect ourselves to God through Christ, the better fruit we produce in our lives. Now, why do I walk through all this <laughs> this morning as we end our series in Abraham? Next week, we'll begin, be beginning our Advent series, which is a series leading up to a Christmas celebration. Advent is all about waiting. Advent is all about anticipation. It's, 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 it's waiting on Jesus to show up. Children will anticipate gifts, the Christmas songs, treats, Christmas trains, whatever they're excited to do every year. And this is a glimpse of how, as you look at your children and you see their excitement, as you look at uh, other people and you see their excitement for, for the celebration of Christmas and gifts and whatever else and the excitement of the lights, look at that anticipation. That's how we ought to be waiting for Jesus. With that kind of excitement that he's going to show up. He is the branch of God's family, the one who was promised to Abraham that would bless all nations. And we grab a hold of that family tree when we wrap our arms around Jesus Christ. So the invitation over these next few weeks will be to look at Jesus, to fall in love with Jesus, to hold firmly to Jesus as the outstretched hand of God welcoming you into his family. So if you feel like you don't belong anywhere, I declare to you this morning the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, that you belong in his family and you are welcome into his family. I, I invite you to see beyond the Christmas tree, through the Christmas tree, to another Christmas tree that gives, to, to another tree that gives the Christmas tree its actual meaning. One day another tree was cut down and it was made into a cross where Jesus gave the gift of his life for you and I, for you and me, and how he purchased is how he purchased our adoption. It's how he stamped the papers to welcome us into and paid the price for our sins to welcome us into God's family. And because of that, everyone has the right to be called a child of the living God. Your own family tree might have splinters in it. You might have Branches that feel as though they've been lobbed off. And so if your identity is caught up in that, you may have feelings of abandonment, rejection, and hurt. God wants to welcome you into his family, his eternal, global, hopeful, peace-inducing, identity-providing family. You have a right to be called a child of the living God. All those who believe have a right to be called a child of the living God. And if this is true, then Christmas, as we're entering into the season, is not just about presents and lights. It's about finding ourselves in God's family. Christmas is not just, uh, when we hear the Christmas story, it's not just about a little family in a stable. It's about your family. That is, that is a portrait of your family. When we celebrate Jesus coming, we are celebrating the greatest story in our family's history. Let's pray. Jesus, we are thankful that you welcome us in with open arms to be a part of the family that you died to create. And, and Jesus, in a, in a world 
where there seems to be so much fracturing, there seems to be so much division, so much quick judgment and a lack of forgiveness, you invite us to proclaim a new kind of family. You invite us to, to call out to the world, come and be reconciled with God the Father. Come to the Creator and call Him Abba. Come to the Creator and call Him Daddy. And Jesus, I thank you that any barrier that could be in the way, anything that we might put forward as a reason for the creator of the universe to reject us, you say, no, 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 I took care of that at the cross. And Jesus, we thank you that your outstretched arms grab us and welcome us into the family of God. I pray that as a result of that, 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 that the life of your spirit would, would fill us and would cause in us uh, a development of fruit that the world so needs right now of love and joy and patience and kindness and goodness that we would offer these. We wouldn't talk about, just talk about them. We would be conduits of these fruits. We would offer these to our family. We would offer these to those who feel cut off from community. And we would live out the hope that you've given us. Thank you for a beautiful history and a, and a future that has already been written. May we live in the joy and identity of that hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message. If you've been listening to our sermons, but you're not a part of a church community, we would love to have you join us. You can go to cachurch.ca to find out more about getting involved in the life and mission of CA Church.